0: Open your Bibles tonight to Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read the whole uh, third chapter in Proverbs 3. He said, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon the table of your heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thy own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He's going to direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It'll be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty And thy presence shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold." She's more precious than rubies, and all things that you can compare to her cannot be, can't uh, desire, are not to be compared to her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom have founded the earth by understanding he's established the heavens by his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drought down the dew my son let them not depart from thine eyes keep sound wisdom and discretion so shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck then you will walk in the way safely and thy foot shall not stumble when you lie down you'll not be afraid and and, and uh, when thou lie down, thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say now unto thy neighbor, say not unto thy neighbor, go and come again, and tomorrow I will give thee. When thou hast have it when you have it by you. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Envy not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. For the fraward is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorner, but he gives grace unto the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Now, Father, thank you for the Word of God tonight. I pray that it would be a blessing to your people. Speak to us through your Word and by your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to look at one verse and build on this first verse in Proverbs 3. He says, My son, forget not my law. Another way we could say it is this way. My son, forget not my word, but let your heart keep my commandments. I looked at that word to forget, and it simply means to ignore or to fail to consider. Um, it means to fail to consider something significant. We know that the word of God is significant. It also, rem- it also means to refuse to take notice of or to acknowledge. So, to forget the Word is to disregard the Word. It is to ignore the Word, and it's not to acknowledge the Word. So, we are instructed here in Proverbs 3, not to forget the Word of God. Now, of course, we look at other scriptures, and we notice in Psalms 103, verses 1 through 3, where he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His what? Forget not all His benefits. I looked that word forget up in that verse. It says, call them into recollection. In other words, we are to be acknowledging and declaring what these benefits and what these rewards are that Christ has given us. And we know that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him when we approach Him humbly, when we approach Him in faith, And we call to our mind what He has said. So let's look at some of these benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Anybody in this house ever been forgiven? And He heals all your diseases. Amen. The chronic ones, the light ones, the heavy ones. Say it with me, He heals all thy diseases. diseases. That's a benefit of the Lord. He is the Lord that heals you. you, He is the Lord that keeps you. He is the Lord that has healed you. He is the Lord that will forever heal you. Amen. He redeems your life from destruction. Well, I can think of several times that my life has been spared, and I'm sure you can. We could turn this into a testimony service tonight. By the time we got getting getting done giving our testimonies, we probably have a dance party. (laughs) Praise God. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord is doing. Look what the Lord shall do. Amen? So He redeems our life from destruction. Not only that, but He crowns us the loving kindness and tender mercies. And He satisfies our mouth with good things. He's a good God. And He satisfies His children with good things. You know, I can't help but think of that verse in Psalms. Where He said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, this isn't isn't necessarily talking about natural food, but you know, the the things of the Lord are good. You know, being in His presence and getting answers is a good thing. You also know this, that repentance is a good thing. Really, when you understand it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, repentance is a gift. And it really comes from the goodness of God. And then he goes on to say, So that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Amen. That's my confession. I'll be 69 years old next year. I'm 68 right now. Didn't take a mathematician to figure that one out. But my confession is, is that he's renewing my youth like the eagles. And it really ought to be your confession. If somebody says, I'm only 35 years old. Start now. And by the time you get 70, oh man, you, you'll be full of the Holy Ghost and full of the quickening power of God. He renews my youth like the eagles. My memory is blessed. How about yours? Amen. We're not losing our mind. We got the mind of Christ. We don't have a spirit of fear around here. We got a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Amen. So, my son, forget not my law. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore these benefits. Even though you may be very familiar with it. Faith does not come by being familiar with scriptures. Faith comes by continuously hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, go over to James chapter 1, verse 22. We'll look at another verse where it talks about, forget not my law. All of the things that we just read in Proverbs 3 won't do us any good if we let them slip. You look at that that whole chapter in Proverbs. Those are benefits for those who hear the Word. And forget not the Word. Amen? In James chapter 1, verse 22. But be doers of the Word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So if a person only studies the Word and meditates the Word, he will delude himself. It's like eating without, you know, it's like eating all the time and never exercising. So there's hearing and there's doing. Amen? Verse 23 through verse 25. I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody. Because every time I point one at you, i got three back here. Verse 23. If any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. For he beholdeth himself or looks at himself, and then he goes his way, and right away forgetteth what manner of man that he was. Now notice here in verse 25. This is you. This is me. But whoso, you're a whosoever, aren't you? But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, or we could say it this way, into the perfect word of God that brings liberty into our lives, that brings freedom into our lives. Jesus said this, you continue in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. Amen. He being not a person that ignores what he just heard, but a doer of the work or a doer of the word, this man will be blessed in his deed. I was reading after a, a, a familiar author today. Let me just read a, a, a something that he said. This is... Uh, by Bob Yandy and he said this the continuing in this verse does not mean staying with your Bible all day but continue after you've closed its pages to walk in the commandments and as you live your life before unbelievers so there's great value in what we're doing tonight we're hearing the word there's great value in reading the word in the morning There's tremendous value in confessing God's Word and praying the Word. But you see, we also must walk this Word out every moment of our life. That's being a doer of God's Word. Did you notice this verse here? That when we continue therein, this man shall be blessed in his deed, or this man shall be blessed in his doing. So what is this saying to us? Well, one of the things it's saying is this: hearing and doing God's word brings blessing. Anybody interested in blessing? Amen. Now I, I know you're blessed, and you know don't don't get word of faithy cocky on me. As, you know sometimes I, I'll say people to say to people, "Well, God bless you." Well, I'm already blessed. Well, good for you, but that's not what I meant. I, I mean, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Could you use more blessing? Anybody could use more? I know I could use more blessing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So hearing the Word and doing the Word brings a blessing in your life. Amen. But not only that, hearing hearing and doing the Word also brings preservation to your life. Didn't we read in Proverbs chapter 3, safety? Your foot's not going to stumble. It brings safety. It brings preservation in your life. Now, we understand that the storms of life come to each and every one of us, don't they? I mean, some of you might be in a real storm tonight. Some of you might be in a real testy situation tonight. Well, praise God, you don't have to get under condemnation just because there's a test going on. Just do what the Bible says. Well, what does the Bible say to do during a test? Well, it says count it all joy. Amen? Uh Amen. And let patience have her perfect work. So let's get back to this thought about being a hearer of the word and being a doer of the word brings blessing into my life, in your life. But it also brings preservation. Look over at, at Matthew chapter 7. And this will be a little bit more clear to us as we talk about this preservation. So he says, Son, forget not my law, forget not my word, but let your heart keep my commandments. Well, in Matthew 7, 24, verse 25, he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken unto him as a wise man. The opposite of a wise man is a foolish man. I'm not looking at any fools here tonight. I'm looking at a congregation full of wise men and wise women. Amen. Amen. Not wise guys. So, now notice this again. Verse 24. This is tremendous. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him as a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Verse 25. And the rain descended. The test came. The floods came. And the winds blew. And beat upon that house. But what was that house built on? That house was built upon a rock. And as a result of that house being built upon the rock. Which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Which is hearing his sayings and doing his sayings. It didn't fall. It didn't fall. And it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling individually. Now unto him that is able to keep your house from going down. Now unto him that is able to cause you to stand in the midst of a test and enjoy perfect rest. Unto him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Now unto him that is able to keep your house from falling. And so he's just looking for our cooperation to hear what he said and to do what he said. Now let's go back to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 again. We're just going to look at this one verse tonight. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law or my word, but let your heart keep my commandments. What this is saying is keep my instructions, keep my word dear to your heart. Keep it dear to your heart. The word keep literally means this to guard, to watch over, or to be kept close. So when he says here, keep my commandments, let your heart keep my commandments, he said, guard them, watch over them, keep my commandments close to your heart. Now, if we're going to keep his commandments close to our heart, we're going to need to know what his commandments are. Now, we're not living under the law. We're living under the new covenant. But there is an inevitable law in the new covenant that must be kept close in all of our lives. Again, now, Proverbs 3, it says here again, my son, do not forget my law. Don't let it slip. Don't ignore this. But let your heart keep my commandments close. Watch over your life diligently that you are keeping the commandments of the Lord. Amen? Now, let's go over to uh, Matthew chapter 22. And let's look at one of the key commandments, or we could say it this way, the commandment of love. The commandment of love. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 34, it says this. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, and said, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, you know this, that they were trying to catch him all the time, weren't they? Always trying to to fence him in. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now Jesus, being full of wisdom, said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's a revelation, isn't it? Verse 40, on these two commandments, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. My son, let your heart keep, retain, keep them close, hold on to them, know what they are, let them be kept in your life. And he said, now notice this. On these two commandments. What are these two commandments? Love the Lord thy God with all thy what? Heart, Heart, soul, soul, and mind. And what else? And to love your nearby or your neighbor as yourself. Now, we could stop right here. And say this, you better get a revelation how much God really loves you. Until you do, you won't even like yourself. We'll not be able to love our neighbor as ourself if we don't love ourselves. That is true. And until we get a revelation of how much love loves us, Amen. How much He cares for us, then we'll not be able to fulfil this commandment. So I encourage people to look into the Word of God and discover the great love that God has for them. Raise both your hands and say, My Father loves me. He loves me with the same love that He loves His Son Jesus with. But not only does He love you, then He also furnishes us with the ability to love others. Isn't that good news? There's no way He's going to tell you to love your neighbor as yourself if you're going to do it in your own strength. How many of you know you can't do it in your own strength? There's no way. That's why He furnished us with love. That's why He gave you the love of God. Romans 5.5 5 says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad. Where? Notice it doesn't say it's shed abroad in your head. No, It's shed abroad in your heart. Yes. If you live up here, you'll never be able to love people the way God loves them. Yeah. Why? Because the enemy will tell you all sorts of lies about them. Yeah. Now notice this, this verse again. Let's go back to Matthew. We're moving a little slow tonight, but that's all right. It's Bible study, right? Notice this again. In Matthew chapter... Twenty-two, Verse 37. Jesus said to him. You'll love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul. With all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. All the law and the prophets. Now Jesus. When he told us. To love one another. As God for Christ's sake. Loves us. When He gave us the great commandment of love in John thirteen thirty four and 35, He was not making a suggestion. He was giving us a commandment. Yeah. And a lot of Christians violate these commandments. But when we keep the law of love, we will fill every law written in the Bible. Amen? That's true. Amen. Yeah. If I'm keeping the law of love, I'm not going to covet my neighbor's wife. If you keep the law of love, you're not going to want to steal from me. That's true. If you keep the law of love, you're not going to have a bunch of idols in your home. Well, oh, did I hit a tough spot there? If you keep the law of love, you're going to honor your elders. Right? Right? So, notice this with me. In Romans 13 and verse 10. Romans 13 and notice with me in verse 10. It says, Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love, what does it do? It is the fulfillment of the law. One preacher said this years ago, and I can't improve on it. He said this, everything hangs on the rod of love. Everything hangs on the rod of love. Your deliverance, your answered prayer, your healing, your faith, everything we have hangs on our love walk. Why is that? Because the scripture tells us that faith is going to work, but it's going to work by love. So, if I'm stepping out of the love walk, what am I doing? I am short-circuiting, or I'm stopping God's power from flowing in my life and through my life. If if I hold unforgiveness toward a person, then that unforgiveness will stop my faith from working. Mm -hmm. Kenneth E. Hagin said it this way. He said, faith will not work In an unforgiving heart. See, faith works, but faith works by love. And so let's look at this verse again. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love, it is the fulfilling of the law. How many of you want to stay strong? Stay in love. <laughs> How many of you want to stay healed? Yeah. Stay in love. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you want your bills to be paid? Yeah. Stay in love. You know, over the years, of course, we've had ample opportunity to, to get our feelings hurt or to maybe d- be discouraged or, you know, any number of things and plots, plans, you know, fiery darts that come against ministers, they come against your life as well. And uh, man, we've just had ample opportunities to hold strife and unforgiveness toward people sure. for things they've said, lies they've told, different things like that. But Brenda and I have looked at each other more than once and we've said, you know, we can't afford this. We can't afford this. We just cannot afford any will, ill will toward anyone. Yeah. That's true. Why? Because we want to stay healed. And we want to stay in the race. I don't want to die in middle age. Somebody says, you're beyond middle age. How do you know? (laughs) Could God quicken a pastor at 68 and give him long life? Amen. We're We're just not, we've looked at each other more than once through the years and said, you know, we're just not going to allow that. We're not going to permit that into our souls. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that out. We're going to take dominion over that. And you know what we're going to do for that person or persons? We're going to pray for them. Yeah. I mean, when you feel like going over to their house, dragging them out of their house, putting them in your car, <laughs> driving them out of town, tying them to a tree, and whooping them, instead, you pray for them all night. How many have ever had the opportunity to get in this drive? I tell you what, pass it by. Don't yield to it, because it'll hurt you more than it'll hurt the person. And then, you know, being married, what, 41 years? We got married in July of 1977, down there in Skeety, Oklahoma. And uh, man, I'm less Man. Someone looked at me years ago and said, you know what? You really married up. And I said, I sure did. And he said, I did too. It's a good thing to marry up. Because your wives can bring you up. But, you know, in 41 years, you're going to have some disagreement. There's going to be some opportunities for sparks to fly. I know George and Terry know that for sure. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be golden opportunities to, you know, get in strife with one another. Not being in agreement with one another and different things. But any time, every time that's happened, we've looked at it and just said, you know, we're going to have to stop this and stop it now. We cannot afford strife in our marriage. We cannot afford the least bit of ill will or bitterness of un- or unforgiveness toward one another. I forgive you for eating that candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She just told me, she says, "I forgive you for eating my candy bar." Yeah. Ooh, it was good <laughs> yeah. can't afford it can't afford it that's that's where ephesians in four twenty seven says I, I know i 'm talking to, to word people tonight, but ephesians four twenty seven says neither give what Give place to who? Yeah. To the devil. Satan is looking for a place yeah. in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. True. Brother Luat just said something, no vacancy. <laughs> so sometimes you have to agree to disagree but not to be disagreeable. There's a big difference there. When we become disagreeable with one another, the walls are up, the strife is there, and the enemy has a place. So I don't know you know, exactly where you're at and what you might need to stand against on the job or in a relationship or whatever the case may be, but i am just dropped by to tell you tonight, you cannot afford strife you can't afford it so one way then to keep this glorious commandment of love is simply to meditate on it so let's look over at 1 Corinthians 13 and let's meditate on the characteristics of love again our text says my son do not forget my law but let your heart keep what keep my commandments keep my commandments Notice this in love in in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 through 8. We're going to look at it in the amplified version. And this is probably as far as we'll go tonight. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8. Here's the characteristics of love. So we're going to look at. Yeah, there we go. All right. Now, one way that you can meditate on this is put your name in there, or say it like this: "I endure long." Everyone, say I endure long. "I endure long." So, the love of God on the inside of us endures long and is patient and kind. You know, a lot of folks endure long, but they're not very patient and kind while they're doing it. So, say with me: "I endure long." I am patient. And I'm kind. You know, I just think that Christians need to be a little kinder. A little nicer. And not so judgmental. You don't know why some people are in the situation they're in. And it doesn't help them at all to condemn them for being in the position they're in. What we want to do is we want to be those... Who pour in the oil, and we pour in the wine, and we show kindness, and we show love to the people that are hurting. Amen. Love endures long as patient and kind, it is never envious, nor boils over with jealousy. Now say that with me, I am never because the love of God on the inside of me i 'm never envious. Nor do I boil over with jealousy. Oh, here's another one. Love is not boastful or vainglorious. Love does not display itself haughtily. Here's what the love of God on the inside of us will do love will give God the glory. So say it with me I'm not boastful or vainglorious, I don't display myself haughtily. Then he goes on to say here in verse 5, Love is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. Say this with me. I'm not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. Goes on to say, Love is not rude or unmannerly, does not act unbecomingly. God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Well, I'm going to have my say and I'm going to have my way. It's either my way or the highway. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's not God's way. God's way is love. And God's way is our way. Love's way is my way. And love's way is your way. Hallelujah. Amen. So say this with me God's love in me. Does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. So this love on the inside of us is unselfish. Selfishness really comes straight from the pit of hell. That's why Lucifer fell because his attitude was, "Is I, 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 I. I will ascend." I will be like the Most High. In other words, it's all about me, myself, and I. You know, that's going on a lot in this generation around us. That's going on a lot around us in the culture of the world system. It's about me. It's all about me. It's all about myself. It's all about what I want, what I desire. So love does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Say it again with me. I refuse to insist on my own rights or my own way. The love of God inside of me is unselfish. So what about selfishness? Well, The selfish life is the empty life. I'm going to say that again. The selfish life is the empty life. The selfish life is the self-centered life. And the self-centered life is the miserable life. But oh, thank God, the giving life. That's you. Raise both hands and say, that's me. That's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. me, me, me. What about the giving life? The giving life is the fulfilling life. The unselfish life is the satisfying life. Amen? Is that you? If you want to be happy, live to give. And live to love. And then in verse 8 or verse uh, 5 here. Love on the inside of us is not touchy, or fretful, or resentful. Say it with me, I'm not, I'm not touchy. I'm not fretful. I'm not, fretful. I'm not resentful. I'm not resentful. And then it goes on to say, it takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. In other words, when we've been, when we've been done wrong, we don't have to let everybody know about it. Say it with me. God's, love in me. God's love in me takes no account of the evil takes no of done, to it. It. done to it. I pay no attention, I pay no attention. To, a wrong. to a suffered wrong. Now look at this next one. God's love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevails. Amen. Verse 7. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Well, I don't know whether I can put up with that person anymore or not, Pastor. I just don't know whether I can put up with her or not. We've been married two days. (laughs) Well, I just don't know whether I can put up with that boss or not. I just don't know whether I can put up with this person or that. Don't know whether I can do it. Well, look in the mirror. And get the revelation that God's been putting up with all of us. Who are we? Who are we? When we've accepted and received so much mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. And it's ever ready to believe the worst of every person. Did you hear this, run So and So? Have you heard the latest about Raul? Did you hear what So and So said? Huh? Uh-uh. Love doesn't believe the worst, love believes the best. I believe the Lord gave me a phrase years ago. And that's this. Love believes the best and then just leaves the rest. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I'm not the judge, are you? No? no? Love believes the be- You can always find something good about somebody. Yes.
1: That's right.
0: Even if they have nice, nice teeth. <laughs> Even if they comb their hair nice. Find something good. Don't look for the bad in people. Look for the good in people. Amen? Amen? Yes. Oh, they're just a devil. Well, you were a devil once. <laughs> Say it this way. Love believes the best, Love believes the best. and leaves the rest. Love bears up on anything and everything that comes Is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances. Love endures everything without weakening. Verse 8. Say it with me, the love, the love of God on the inside of me, inside of me. it never fails. It never fades, it never fades out. It never, fades out. It, never it never comes to an end. So what have we said tonight? We said number one. We said, forget not the word, don't ignore it, stay in it, be a doer of it, and let your heart keep His commandments. Walk in the love of God, walk in the life of God, and your life will be good. Let's all stand up, everybody. Praise the Lord. Trust you got something out of tonight. Amen.